I V M. Welcome to IVM Likes. I'm Priyanka Ganwani. We have Amit Doshi and uh, Joshua Thomas in the house. Have hey, you been? Hey, good, good. I'm good. <laughs> We're looking forward to your recommendations. Why? <laughs> Because we missed some regional recommendations in a yeah, while, man. You're gonna get a Malu film today for oh, sure. Really? Okay. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so basically, something I've not seen. <laughs> Which but is good, good, but with subtitles, so you can watch. Ah, it. Okay, so then it's watchable. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about if we ever had to be on a pop culture lent, what is something that we couldn't possibly give up? Okay, <laughs> okay. something that we just can't not watch. Right. Okay, but before we get into that, uh, we are going to talk about our round of recommendations. Something that we watch, something that we want to tell people about mm-hmm. this week. So Amit. Uh, Sure. All right. So, as always, I got a book, but this time I didn't get a fantasy book. I decided to get a mystery book. Oh. Uh, I decided let's switch it up a little bit because I think I've done too much fantasy recommendation generally. Uh, so the name of the book is called Stormfront by John Sanford. Funnily enough, I have also recommended a fantasy book called Stormfront on this very show before. Oh. Yes. Uh, by a different author. Uh, named Jim Butcher, but that is a fantasy book. This okay. is a mystery book. Okay. Uh, this is the sixth book in a series, but it's a kind of standalone series. You don't really need to read the entire thing book by book. It's written by John Sanford, who is probably best known for a different series. It's called uh, the Prey series. The main character of that is a detective named Lucas Davenport. That series has been ongoing for I think almost thirty years now. Every year, there's a new book out, and it's that's also really good. So that's worth checking out. But Stormfront, he has a different main character. This this character's name is Virgil Flowers, and uh, he is the exact opposite, as uh, as opposite a police detective as you can get from what Lucas Davenport is. Lucas Davenport is this super rich guy who is a cop and a computer programmer at the same time, and he's this really really hard ass who like uh, he's a serial killer hunter and uh, extremely violent and like you know he's that guy. Whereas Virgil Flowers is this kind of detective who. Uh, so his job is different than Lucas Davenport. Davenport's in the big city of Minneapolis. Virgin, uh, Virgil Flowers is the guy who goes around the rest of the state of Minnesota and deals with the small towns and stuff like that. So he's got more of like a folksy kind of attitude where he'll just go and talk to a bunch of different people and like spread rumors and like you know hmm. try and solve the mysteries that he's in through that. Again, not to say that it's like not a serious book. It's a serious book, but it's like you know it's a more fun kind of like you know. Uh, rambling kind of like uh, it's something like that. So I mean, Lucas I really, Davenport sounds like such a familiar name. I feel well, like. so there have been a couple of movies uh, with oh. the Lucas Davenport. This uh, there was a movie with uh, they're both TV movies, but there was one with Eric LaSalle, uh, the dude from ER, playing Lucas Davenport, okay. and there was one with Mark Harmon, the guy from NCIS, playing Lucas Davenport. So okay. I mean, there have been two movies like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it also might just be that he's like one of these iconic detective characters, right? I mean, like at this point, thirty books in, hmm. every book that comes out is like a number one bestseller. I mean, like you know, it's just uh, the way you've heard the name Hercule Poirot, or the way you've yeah, heard yeah. the name Jack Reacher, you know, or the way you've heard the name. Uh, Harry Bosch. Hmm. You've probably heard Luca, Lucas Davenport in that same pop kind of pop up in some pop yeah, culture context. Exactly in that yeah. same context, right? Yeah. I mean, I, actually, I doubt that you've seen either of these two movies because they didn't. They were not Did, that good, and they yeah, didn't do it. But well I feel like I've heard this name. Before. But I, I'm sure you have. It's really, it really is like one of the modern iconic detectives. I mean, like for my money, the three modern iconic detectives are Harry Bosch, um, Jack Reacher, and Lucas Davenport. Okay. I mean, like uh, there are others, but these three. So Harry Bosch is by Michael Connelly. Hmm. Uh, Lee Child writes uh, Jack Reacher, yeah. and. Uh, 
John Sanford writes uh, Lucas Davenport. So, I mean, I think these are the three, like, by far most iconic uh, current detectives. Uh, but so this story, so what I really like about this, so there's actually a book that's come out after this, which I which I was reading. And then after I read that, I was like, you know, I want to read that book that came out last year. So I reread that book. And what I really love about this book is that there is not a single murder in it. Whoa. It is a full mystery story. It, it, it And it's a wacky mystery story with the craziest characters you can imagine. So just a basic setup is this. Um, there is a preacher in Minnesota, uh, rural Minnesota, who basically goes to Israel every year to help out with archaeology digs and stuff like that. He apparently steals a steel, S-T-E-L-E steel. He steals a steel from the archaeological dig and brings it back. This deal apparently has extremely uh, detailed consequences about, or rather extremely uh, deep consequences in terms of where Jews came from versus where uh, the Arabs came from. And like, you know, how that, uh, how, how, how basically they're all the same. So it's basically, it's like messed up kind of, uh, it basically changes history in some ways, right? It changes a known history. And because of that, everybody wants to steal. So he's being pursued by the Hezbollah. He's being pursued by the Mossad. He's being pursued by... Uh, like there are two or three adventurers, there's a collector, there's a museum, all these different people are trying to pursue them to try and get this deal back. But in all of this stuff, there's not a single murder. It's just, it just keeps going. And I really kind of like that. I thought that that was such a, uh, you know, I mean, like, uh, uh, typical. Yeah. So uh, generally this kind of story, there's like, you know, somebody gets killed and then stuff happens and somebody else gets killed. And then like that, and this, nobody dies. Well, I, okay. I don't want to say nobody dies, but nobody gets killed. Killed, It's not like your typical murder murder mystery. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of like a manhunt chase kind of this, but at the same time, He's talking to all these people and there's these hilarious characters, right? I mean, like there's this Lebanese flight student who basically has uh, his uncle knows somebody in Hezbollah in Turkey. Hmm. And because of the fact that he's the only guy in Minneapolis who is connected, they send him out. And then this guy is just like, I don't want to be a part of Hezbollah. I just want to study my flight. <laughs> and, you know, so, you know, it's like uh, there, there's all this different kind of stuff going on. And it's really, really funny. I'd highly, highly recommend it. Recommend. Yeah, sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very plotty. I mean, it would no, be plotty. No, it is plotty, actually very plotty. But you, you're not using... I like uh, this new word. Yeah, yeah, it's a good word. It's too plotty. It's a good word. Yeah, I've used it a couple of times. <laughs> but uh, in the sense that you're, you're, you're following the story, but it, it does not, um, you know, it does not sort of need someone to get off the way yeah exactly to, to get to the next step. exactly that's that's what's so interesting here it's like every character has a, a this and there are no shortcuts because yeah you're right i mean like killing a character is a good shortcut to kind of removing them from the equation there are no shortcuts here in that sense okay. so i i really did kind of like and i say that you guys should definitely read it cool. what is it stormfront uh, stormfront by john sanford oh. virgil is part of the virgil flower series virgil there are i think a total of six or seven books in that series all of which are really good but this one is just like a cut above okay how old are these series uh seven eight nine years not that long yeah, so I, I, there are six or seven books. So, I mean, so uh, Sanford writes two books a year. He writes one Lucas Davenport book, which comes out, I think, in June, July, and he writes one Virgil Flowers book, which comes out in November, December. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I was reading. Oh my God, huh? he's going to give me such a bad look. I was nine years ago. I I was reading Chetan Bhagat. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with Chetan Bhagat. I read Chetan Bhagat. You should read all sorts of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and three. 
idiots. Five something. So that yeah. one was actually not that bad. Uh, and the call center one was not that good. And uh, after that, it's been kind of uneven. But you know, listen, I admire what Chetan Bhagat does. I mean, like, you know, at the end of it, I might not agree with him. I might think that the books are not for me. But the fact is that he brings English language Hmm. To, uh, to the law. masses. To the masses. To, to a huge number of people so who otherwise would never read. Funny, we're talking about Chetan Bhagat actually, because on Valentine's Day, like two years ago, he had come to the hive, and I was working at the hive at that time. Uh-huh. And there, there was a like po- a food pop up happening, a French food pop up, and he had come for that. And I was literally waiting, like serving him food <laughs> two years ago to the day. Yeah, like, wow, that's so bizarre. Fourteen Feb, Chetan Bhagat, it is. Yeah. And I'm not feeling too good about plugging him in because okay. No, but I mean, like, listen, yeah. there is an audience for all kinds of stuff, right? And I think uh, so. I don't. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the uh, denigration that the uh, that we have towards someone like Chetan Bhagat or Amit Party, because I feel like what uh, what these guys do is really kind of important in some ways. I mean, like uh, you need to be trained to a certain degree to be able to read intellectually, right? right? And but you get that by reading junk, right? I mean, like I read a lot of stuff now all over the place. I mean, like I talk mostly about fantasy and mystery over here. I read a ton of nonfiction. I read a ton of like literary stuff. I read a lot of stuff. But I started with Nick Carter and James Hadley Chase, which is trash, Mm. right? But honestly, I have like, I think everybody likes trash, yeah. but it's like they're selective about their trash. Yeah, yeah. That's it. But I, and their trash are the trash. Yeah. But I think trash is what gets you to read. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, like to basically form that habit. Trash is what forms that habit. Yeah. If I were starting to, if I were starting to read for the first time, and I was trying to read John Updike or something like that, dude, I'd never get through this stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, or, or even like, even a Jeffrey Archer or Sidney Sheldon as a first read. Yeah, you know that would be tough. I think. I think because you need to be able to have that patience that I can sit through a seven hundred page book, yeah. which is not that easy to. Uh, you need to develop that. It's a muscle that you got to work just like anything else. Yeah, I think fictional stories which appeal to people sort of. I mean, the whole point to get yourself to be uh, an average reader is that the story appeals to you, mm-hmm. and you go on. You go on reading similar stories. Maybe you, and that's how you sort of identify that you know. Uh, a good writer, a bad yep. writer in the genre and, and so on and sort of figure what works for you and doesn't. But I think there's also a lot of stigma attached to uh, sort of saying that you're a Chetan Bhagat reader or yeah, not. Yeah, there is. Uh, okay, with the kind of reviews and the, the way the media has put it, mm-hmm. uh, especially yeah. in India and, and Twitter and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, no, I mean like, but there is an elitism which I'm, which makes me uncomfortable. What do you got for us? So what do I have? um, Rita on my mind, which is uh, a series on Netflix, and it's a 2012 Danish series. Okay. And it's Danish. 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 Oh, I thought it was made by Danish. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Danish. Okay. As in, it's from Denmark. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, So we. It's basically about a single mother, uh, and uh, she's also a teacher, okay. and she's had, she's a she's a divorcee. She's had a set of uh, wrong, bad uh, encounters with men, relationships, and all that. And and she's very she's very real to herself. Like she's very true to herself, right? So she's sleeping around with people's parents. <laughs> In, in the school she teaches mm. with the headmaster with someone's uh, father and you know she but she's whenever someone confronts mm. uh, her about any anything like that she's always like yes I did it and he I f- up but um, but the 
it's just very it's uh, the character is really strong okay. she goes back to herself no matter what she's she does her shit she teaches uh, she's handling three kids uh, she also has an estranged relationship with her mother okay. and um it's it's really nice how also she has a gay son okay so then she's dealing with that because for the longest time he was to himself because he thought his mother's problems were bigger than his and uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't talk to her about it and the other siblings would tease him and uh, then they would sort of figure that okay yeah, this guy is gay but when he came out to her she was fine she okay. was just she was just a little like she would not sit down and talk to him really but she was okay with it mm. because she she deals with kids all the time she deals with kids who are socially awkward mm-hmm. so uh, it's a really nice series there's lots of funny so things happening so it's more happening. like familial soap opera-ish kind of like in that space right lots of drama yeah. yes okay so like something like this is us but danish but danish okay. yes danish yes okay <laughs> yes yes josh what's up okay so my recommendation is going to be a malayalam movie okay it's called tondi mudalum driksakshyam ஒன்னும் pharmacy and then he kind of tells the father that she did this and then they hook up in the end you know and that's just the opening that's before the title so then you have this sort of married couple mm. and this woman is on a bus she's go- going from one town to the next and then on the bus uh the star of the the film Fahad uh, Fazil if you know him he's yes. from Bangalore days yes, and yes. many other films take off also which i've recommended on the okay. podcast so he is sitting right behind this woman the wife and um she is sleeping and she has a gold chain and so you see him with one nail cutter sort of cut the chain and then he slowly taking it Slips off it out. and then as he manages to just grab it she wakes up turns around and sees him and he throws the chain in his mouth and he swallows it what? okay so then what happens after that is they take him to the police station and the whole film essentially is between the couple trying to get the chain back trying to believe whether this guy is good or bad he swallowed the chain right. where is this chain has he actually swallowed it is it somewhere else you know and then you have the cops intervening who are trying to put this guy down as a sort of you know a case sort of case close and they try to get uh, the couple to lie on their statement so there's this dynamic between the police the them waiting for this guy to take a shit so they can see whether its chain is going to come out or not <laughs> and then this couple just wanting their chain back because the guy wants to trade it in to get a loan So the whole film just takes place in the police station mm-hmm. and you don't know whether this chain snatcher is a bad guy or a good guy because he's getting beaten up and at points you feel sorry for him and it is just a it is a riveting film like you have to you have to see it to the end because there are full chase sequences it's not like your big sort of big budget action film with slow motion and all it's it's shot by Rajiv Ravi who is like um, a very famous cinematographer he shot for um, Gangs of Wasseypur Devdi Um, he's also made a film that I recommended on this uh, show called Kamatti Padam, which I would also highly recommend. It's a really good gangster movie. So he's done the cinematography for this film. The director, I can't remember his name. The writer, his name is Samir, uh, Samir something. But um, you have to see this film because it is just, it, most of the film takes place in the police station. And it's just this dynamic between the police, the couple and... 
and the chain snatcher and what is also really interesting is the guy who plays the sub inspector in this film is a real life chief inspector okay. so they actually got a cop to play one of the roles and it's just it is a it is a it is a thrilling film at the same time it's quite funny i would say so yeah. please check it out it's on hotstar subtitles are there it sounds really interesting i mean like it, it is one it's one of those movies with like no definitive like moral center right yeah. you kind of just like eh, okay but these guys are good but what they're doing is not so good and yeah it sounds exactly and the couple are essentially caught in between the police and this chain snatcher so you don't know right. which who are you supposed to believe the police are you supposed to believe this chain snatcher right. Right. right so yeah i would highly recommend it's on hotstar um it's got subtitles it came out last year it's a fairly recent film so hmm. i would highly recommend it okay cool so yeah. uh wrapping up this round amit you recommended uh stormfront by john sanford and josh tondi mutalam drikshakshyam english translation Booty and the witness. Booty and the witness. According to Wikipedia, <laughs> you won't forget that for sure. Uh, I recommended uh, Rita, which is a series on Netflix. Okay, this was it for this section. We'll be back after the break where we discuss uh, what it is like to be on a pop culture land. Uh, stay tuned for that. Okay, welcome back to IVM Likes, and now we will talk about what it is to be on a pop culture. What we can't give up. What we can't give up, right? What you can't. Yeah, you it's not something that I've tried give to give up and like I suffered. Not that I don't even want to attempt to give this yes. up. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yes. All right. So, uh, put yourself in like this hypothetical situation of some days of Lent, uh-huh. where you just cannot do without this amazing uh, uh, pop culture content of yours. Okay, so. Uh, What would that be, Amit? You want me to start? Yeah, okay. All right, sure. jump in. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, for me, it's not really a single thing. It's a genre. Okay, I need my dumbass procedurals. Okay, <laughs> I need the stupid forty-minute show that I can watch while I'm eating my dinner, mm-hmm. and I don't have to pay too much attention to, and it's kind of fun. Basically. anything that falls under the category of pretty people solving crimes <laughs> that's what i want what is this huh? oh there are so many of these shows <laughs> pretty people solving crimes. there are so many of these shows i mean I, so i was I, like uh, so i was just asked to get on like an hour ago right yeah. so i just sat for 5 minutes and made a list and i came up with a pretty damn long list okay these are all the procedurals that i watch on a semi regular basis criminal minds elementary ncis ncis los angeles blue buds madam secretary Law and Order in all of its variants except for SVU, uh, so the older ones, I guess, not the new ones. Burn Notice, which everybody loves. Uh, <laughs> White Collar, Bones, The Librarians, Castle, Cold Case, all the different variants of CSI. Oh my God! The Blacklist, Psych, Monk, Numbers, The Shield, The Closer, Major Crimes, Hawaii Five-O, and then they're like the sci-fi ones like Eureka, Warehouse Thirteen, Alphas, The Librarians. I mean, I watch. all this stuff. Wow. And uh I need this like every night I need to have one of these things so that I can watch it at 9 o'clock and stop watching it at 9:45. Oh my god. That's crazy. Yeah. So I don't think that I could do without one of these. So you pumped in like 50 shows in 5 minutes and I can't do without. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a single show. It's the genre. Across, yeah. It's the genre. Yeah. It's a, basically I want like, you know, this self-contained show that does not it's not a continuous kind of this. It's not It's episodic rather than serialized. I mm. want like you know that one kind of unit. I want a forty-minute story, and that's what I want. Mm. Right, Josh. What do you think? For you me, it would be these four sort of uh, late-night shows that happen. So there's uh, Stephen Colbert, close uh, uh, late-night with Seth Meyers, Samantha B, full frontal with Samantha B, 
And there's one more. I'm going to guess Coburn. Uh, James Coburn. No, no. Stephen Stephen you don't sound like a Tonight Show fan to me. No, I, I don't think so. It's I only watch the uh, I only watch the Trump segments. The monologues. So yeah, yeah. I watch the monologues. So my my Kimo, favorite. Kimo, Kimo. No, no, it's there's a fourth one. I can't even remember who it really? was. I watch James Corden as well, but one more that reports on. She works for uh, NBC, man. But I see her once in a while, not as often as before. She on NBC? Yeah, I think it's NBC or CNBC. I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, the okay. main two for me are Samantha B and A Closer Look and Stephen Colbert's monologue. Okay. These three things I watch regularly <laughs> because it's like the Trump White House thing is like reality TV right now. And it's like, I don't really watch the news to find out what he's doing. I just watch these comedians talk mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Right. And Samantha B. Um, Seth Meyers If you've seen A Closer Look He does such a good job But I do I like that It's so interesting to watch Because I feel like Progressively as He just looks more and more tired Oh no he's, get, he's getting unhinged He's like dealing with So much nonsense All the time It's just yeah. like Dude I don't even know What I'm doing And anymore. it's like And like an hour before Like they have to go And suddenly they have to Change stuff yep. around You know things like that John Oliver oh, okay. But John Oliver I that's, think is on a hiatus right yeah, now. And that's a weekly show That's not the yeah, same right? That's I mean, not, like, yeah. that's, uh, that, that's it, not an everyday thing But these and, people Generally happen yeah. daily And outside of that um, The other talk show That I watch Religiously Is Graham Norton man. Graham Norton I watch every Friday And it is just the best Really? Yeah. I did not like it so much I, I don't know why But Graham Norton is uh, one of the less appealing shows to me. Yeah. I uh, generally like, a, like I like uh, Coburn a lot. I like Colbert a lot. Hmm. Uh, I actually like Fallon a lot as well. So the thing, uh, so I feel like Colbert has the highest ceiling. Hmm. You know, I mean, like if he does well, his show will be out of the, off the charts awesome. Yeah. I feel like Fallon has the highest floor. Right. Uh, in the sense that his show is going to be, you're, you're going to get something out of it. It's never yeah. going to be amazing, amazing. But it's always going to be somewhat amusing. It's yeah. the same thing as my procedural thing, right? I don't want to use my brain. I just want to kind of sit and <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's the same thing there. Yeah. But also, it's like these talk shows for me, I've discovered so much. Like, I discovered uh, The Deuce by watching Colbert because oh, okay. he had Maggie Gyllenhaal on and she was talking about The Deuce. And I'm like, what is this? And was, <laughs> then I found out. And it was on Hotstar also, which was like, yes. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, these, uh, these talk shows. Graham Norton, I've been watching. So, when I got into Graham Norton, I had watched... Him, he was like on BBC Three at one mm-hmm. point in time, then BBC Two, then BBC, uh, or then went to BBC One, and then he finally got the Friday slot, mm-hmm. which is the one he currently has. But I've seen episodes from when he was on Channel Four also, right. where he was on So Graham Norton, and it's like Graham Norton is the most out there sort of talk show like if you watch that he is like he's he, he does these prank phone calls like for new year's he got like a circus performer to shoot a gong on new year's with her vagina kind of thing you know so she stands Ew. there spreads her legs and shoots the ball like that okay. he does some really crazy stuff and it's just it is so much fun to watch okay so he is i and before like the current iteration of it like I feel is so tame because before he would do a lot more sort of pranking and a lot right. more sort of bits. I guess as you get more popular, the yeah, they of, kind of yeah. now the no, only thing in, they have is the red chair. If you're in the big, uh, if you're in the big show, a Friday night show, which I guess is the big show, then at that point you got to kind of time yeah, it down. Yeah, tame it sort of. So yeah. it's like it is kind of like okay, he's sort of compromised in that sense, but he still has sometimes his like social media bits, and it's all good. Right, <laughs> right. I think for me. Um, First, it was Grey's Anatomy. 
uh-huh. and then it was uh, orange is the new black okay and now alternatively so basically women power shows women power lots and lots of drama okay <laughs> i can't do without it i need then there is uh, terrace house which is a reality tv japanese okay. show that i just couldn't stop watching i mean now it's done but i am actually thinking of going back to it okay. watching it for the second time it's basically a way better uh, a civilized version of uh, uh, big boss and uh, spritzvilla okay. way more civilized okay there are people there are real people who do real things i mean they go back they go to work every day and they come back to the same house okay. and they're talking and you know they, they're just it's like slow tv Slow TV. I, yes. What is that? It's as in you. It's not. There are no uh, eliminations. Okay. Like there are no strategic eliminations every week or something like that. Oh. Okay. If either of them has work outside of this house, like their usual lives, and they have to pursue something else, they'll be like, "Hey, I'm going." That's okay. it. And then somebody else comes. That's how okay. this show has been running. <laughs> yeah. And then there's 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 a timeline to it. Oh. It was some forty episodes of a season. Okay. And on the side, they have a funny panel where there are these five, six people who are making fun of this, uh, whatever's like they watch and then they go back to it and they're laughing that, hey, this guy is like so funny. And I think there's something on between this girl and all. They're just oh. doing their commentary bit. But it's really refreshing because we don't watch such such stuff on on uh, like Indian television. Whereas when you talk about reality TV, everything okay. is very bitchy or fighting or your it's always about relationships hey, and everything's everything. at an elevated pitch kind how of could like you slap it yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. this is really refreshing I'm, okay. I'm really into drama so that's I clearly uh, yeah clearly cause I mean, like I can't even conceive of spending uh, watching 40 episodes watching people live that just yeah. seems kind of <laughs> slow TV that's a new yeah, genre yeah exactly I I, to me that doesn't seem like a genre so much as a kind of criticism or not even a criticism it's like okay stay away from it it's slow TV or you could just have like a CCTV feed and you could just watch yeah that's yeah. exactly what it was it really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> it, you know, but that's I guess what Big Boss and stuff like that is too right I mean that is essentially but a then CCTV that has level. like it's, it's, a, it's a bit heightened yeah. and they do up the drama a bit and there's elimination so there's yeah. a game show yeah. quotient to it but, in my, so, but if you just watching people live their lives <laughs> yeah and they for them what is so if they want to impress someone they really like they want to pursue someone they are always cooking for each other there's so much of sushi that I saw in those 40 <laughs> episodes wow. everyone's cooking uh, you know planning picnics and it's a very happy life I was okay. like wow Japan is killing it I mean <laughs> so, uh, you're, so it's the happiness that makes you like it more than the slowness or am I wrong yeah of course yeah okay About, the fact, yeah. the combination of it being civilized uh-huh. and reality TV okay. is something that's not known to me. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, this is this is this makes sense, right? So I get that. They all. I, I get that. Like, uh, so I'm generally not a big reality TV reality TV fan Person, in yeah. most things. Like, I mean, like I can think of only two things that I've watched regularly that fall into the reality TV genre. Hmm. One was uh, The Amazing Race because The Amazing Race was just fucking awesome when it first started out. That was just like the most, it was the coolest thing, right? I mean, like people just running across cities and going from one place to the other. I yeah. just love I, I never watched Yeah, I, I, I think it got stupid a little later, but like the first three, four years that it was out, I really enjoyed that. Okay. Uh, and the other one is Inside West Coast Customs, which okay. is a no stress show. Okay. Right. It's no, no, because no, they're basically they're uh, they're making awesome cars for celebrities, hmm. and that's yeah. what they're doing. Right. They're making a car. They're making like this crazy black uh, Mustang for Justin Bieber, or they're making like uh, 
Mark Wahlberg his portable office and you know I mean like there's no stress over there to watching that stuff okay. they make built up made up stress but it's like you know it's a happy show kind of this. so I, I, the, that's the kind of stuff that I've or those are the only two things that I kind of have liked, which are more along the lines of what you're talking about, yeah. rather than being like, you know, the, uh, okay, let's play this game so that this person gets out, or let's kind of try, let, let's gang up against this person so that we can vote them. Yeah, more than that, it's more kind of this. I kind of do enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's very enforced, right? Like, you don't, I don't want to hate this person. And why, why is this whole uh, contest or whatever it is task sort of plotted hmm. so that I get into you know so that you push me to have certain emotions mm-hmm. and then you're calling it reality TV which is bullshit it's manipulative yeah it yeah. is extremely manipulative so I this sort of I mean this is a great example even if you're not into it it's a great way to sort of filter uh, how reality TV is perceived all around the world like oh. otherwise okay and uh, as against to what we see on Indian television. So I understand your motivation behind it, but it still sounds boring. <laughs> Let's see. I've, had, I've pitched this to like five friends and they're like, dude, we can't get through the fifth episode. I'm like, can I hide my face somewhere? But you know what? Just try it. Hey, it's, to, it's what you can't give up, right? It's not what everybody else yeah, can't give up. I'm mm. not going to get this up. Yeah. I'm going to go back to this again. <laughs> okay, so this was it for uh, this episode of uh, IVM Likes. And uh, if any of you guys have checked out our recommendations, please let us know what you think of them and tweet to us at uh, IVM Podcast and uh, yeah see you next time